And we are live. Thank you guys for coming once again. Um, so I figured, like, last week I did, like, something of a, a little health update um, for my my dad. Because, you know, I've been dealing with that a lot lately. It's um, taken up a lot of my time, like a surprising amount of time. And so at this moment, what it looks like is... Um, he is kind of coming back to reality at this point. He's coming out of his um, his stupor, his his delusion, I guess you could call it, his catatonic state. He's coming out of it, kind of coming back to reality, and supposedly he's pestering literally everybody for Pepsi. He just wants Pepsi. Um you know, in the ICU, which isn't good, of course, because he's diabetic, but whatever, they'll deal with it. Um, but yeah, so that's the situation with him now. Although sometimes he still kind of thinks that he's like in West Virginia and which he isn't, he's in a completely different state. Um, and other times he thinks he realizes he is in the state that he is in, uh, kind of confusing, um, you know he's he's kind of confused generally right now, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see how it pans out. Either way, I suspect that this kind of thing may end up happening again with him at some point in time. He's like 68 or something, and so my brother's gonna see if he can um, if he can get power of attorney so that next time it's not as big of a problem. Don't have to go through court proceedings and and all that other good stuff to basically get custody of him. So anyway, yeah, that's a little uh <clears throat> that's a little health update there. So, I've changed things a little bit for people watching the live stream. Um last week I added the YouTube chat to the live stream so that people can see the the YouTube chat. And I just wanted to comment on that real quick. Um I it's actually on my screen. Like it it's it's I have three monitors that I use usually. I have a four-monitor mount, and it's on the top screen. I just kind of glance up, and I can look at it every now and then. Um, and I mean, I don't look at it terribly often if I'm working on something. Like, if I'm doing, you know, if I'm reading from a book or if I'm talking about something or, or whatever, uh, I'm probably not looking at it, but every now and then I do glance up and look at it, and uh, and that's why I put it on the screen so you guys know that I I am kind of watching the words go by. But if I if I stop to read it, then it means I'm pausing and there's silence, right? So that's why I brought Crate on the uh, the podcast with me to kind of field the uh, the questions and read them to me so that there's no silence while uh while I read them myself. So, anyway. Yeah, so I figured today um we would go through another interesting Jehovah's Witness book. Uh it's like obviously Jehovah's Witnesses aren't the only ones out there and they aren't the only book like it, their literature isn't the only literature that I want to read on the podcast. I would like to read um some other stuff, like some Mormon stuff and others. But I just like, I come across these books and just these the strong memories just flood through me, you know. Um, and, and I just feel compelled to read some of this stuff. So anybody who was a Jehovah's Witness kid in the 90s and even in the 2000s will remember this picture so vividly oh god just looking at it brings back memories it's it's crazy man the it's the my book of bible stories and it was actually published in 1978 1978 that's surprisingly old i mean what well, i was born in 1989 um i was jehovah's witness until 2000 and eight somewhere in there and I was a kid from what 1989 to say 2003 
And this book was pretty prominent through all those years, 89 to 2003. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, the graphic imagery in this book just... I mean, just flipping through this book when I was a little kid and looking at the pictures really just did something to me. It was like, it really struck home, you know. This... Um, this chapter is God begins to make things, this story. So it's kind of going step by step through the Bible. What, you know, what, what happens uh, one chapter at a time. And this is kind of a depiction of the young earth, quote unquote. Um, you know, what happened when the earth was being created. Now, some people ask me if Jehovah's Witnesses are young earth creationists. Do they think that the earth is 6,000 years old? And I think that the proper term for Jehovah's Witnesses is old earth creationists. So they believe that the earth is old. They believe that dinosaurs roamed the earth and all of that other good junk. But uh, they believe that God created it. And they think that... God, they, they believe that the Adam and Eve story is literally true. They believe that Adam and Eve were real literal people. So this book of Bible stories is a pretty good depiction of their viewpoint on, on the whole subject. So here's how it starts, right? The earth is formed, um, let's see, creation to the flood. From where did the heavens and earth come? I love the way they worded that. How did the sun, moon, and stars, as well as the many things on earth, come to be? The Bible gives the true answer when it says that they were created by God. So our book begins with Bible stories about creation. The first creations of God, we learn, were spirit persons, somewhat like himself. They were angels, but the earth was created for people like us. So God made, uh, so God made the man and woman named Adam and Eve. And put them in a beautiful garden. But they disobeyed God and lost the right to keep living. Wow. Disobey God and you lose the right to keep living. That's powerful. That's powerful language right there. In all, from Adam's creation until the great flood, there were 1,656 years. Okay. From Adam's creation until the flood. That's awfully specific. During this time, many bad persons lived. In heaven, there were the unseen spirit persons, Satan and his bad angels. On earth, there were Cain and many other bad persons, including some unusually powerful men. But there were also good people on earth, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. In part one, we will read about all these people and events. Okay, so God begins to make things according to this book, which I have no reason to doubt. <laughs> yeah, the, this graphic imagery is amazing. Look at this, man. I mean, it, it's kind of odd, though, if you're not looking at the podcast, like if you're not looking at, at, the, uh, at the live stream. The pictures are not black and white exactly, but, and I don't, I don't know if you can make it out even if you're watching the podcast, because it's probably a little bit grainy but they're not black and white they're like they're they're very washed out colors there's almost no color to it it's it's almost like blue like a light blue and a grayscale color and then the odd red flower or red bird scattered throughout the the whole picture kind of strange I, I don't know why they did it that way and it's the same on, like, the next page. Like, most of these pictures are kind of washed-out colors. <clears throat> but, yeah, so the first man and woman. There's a Bible story talking about that. Then you just scroll down a little bit. It's talking about... Okay, so... So, yeah, and th this is another interesting thing about Jehovah's Witnesses. So, they have some really interesting ideas about what the paradise was like for Adam and Eve and what it's going to be like for humanity when, um, when, like after Armageddon takes place. 
So they think that all of the animals were vegetarian. They think that humans were vegetarian and that we're going to be vegetarian after Armageddon. They think that eating meat was not an intended consequence of God creating the earth. It just kind of happened as a result of Adam's sin or some nonsense. So let's just take a look at this uh, This real quick. Just going to read like one or two little sentences here. Jehovah God had a job for Adam. He told Adam to name all the different kinds of animals. Adam may have watched the animals for a long time so he could... So, okay, here's our first supposition. Well, there, it, the whole thing is supposition. I mean, there's no fact in here whatsoever, but now they're supposing about the supposition. He told Adam to name all the different kinds of animals. Adam may have watched the animals for a long time, so he could pick the best names for them all. While Adam was naming the animals, he began to see something. Do you know what that was? The animals all had mates. There were Papa Elephants and Mama Elephants, and there were Papa Lions and Mama Lions. But Adam had no one to be his mate, so Jehovah made Adam fall into a deep sleep, and he took a rib bone from his side. Using this rib, Jehovah made a woman for Adam, and she became his wife. God, this is... I don't, I don't know how people really honestly truly believe this. Like... This is quite the fanciful tale. I mean, I if you want to believe in you if you want to believe that people were created by God or the universe was kind of kicked into being by a god or whatever. Fine. You know, even if you want to believe this, fine. That's fine. I have no qualms with that, but I'm going to make fun of this a little bit cuz this is kind of crazy. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's just complete nonsense. You have to see other creation myths from, you know, two, three thousand years ago from the Maori in New Zealand or or any other group. I mean, look at the Aztecs creation myth. And it's just as fanciful and crazy as this. But you pick this one. Why did you pick this one? Why is this the true one? But the Maori's myth is the fake one. How did we come to to decide which was real and which wasn't? It, it, it's it's not based off of merit. It's not based off of credibility in any way. They're equally as ridiculous. It's because you were raised that way. That's it. There's no other reason. If you'd been raised Maori, you'd believe what they believe. Okay, this says, how happy Adam was now. Think how happy Eve must have been to be put in such a beautiful garden to live. Now they could have children and live together in happiness. Jehovah wanted Adam and Eve to live forever. He wanted them to make the whole earth as pretty as the Garden of Eden. How happy Adam and Eve must have been when they thought about doing this. Would you have liked to share in making the earth a pretty garden? But the happiness of Adam and Eve did not last. Let's find out why. Okay, here comes a carrot and stick. You don't do what God wants you to do. You die. Painfully. Yeah, I remember looking at, the, at these pictures very specifically when I was little. And really examining what they were wearing here. What is this? Are these like like animal furs that they've cut i don't know what this is why didn't they just make a full top for them why did they just put a sling over one shoulder i don't understand i mean eve did both shoulders presumably why didn't adam do both shoulders did he mess the cut up when he was trying to cut it and he's like forget it i don't even need a side of this thing for my for my the right side of my body i'll just wear it over my left side what happened but yeah, I remember looking at this uh, this sword swinging around and thinking how, like, where is it swinging? Is it swinging from the handle? Where is its center of balance, you know? I don't know. It's just something really bothers me about the way that sword is depicted as swinging. But look at the angels, you know? The artwork really is amazing. 
It's really, really amazing. Somebody did an incredible job on this artwork. Uh, colored or not. I don't think that the artwork should even be colored. I think they should just keep it black and white. I think it's really nice that way. But yeah, then it, you know, then we move on to, um, then we move on to why they lost their home. See what's happening now? Adam and Eve are being put out of the beautiful Garden of Eden. Do you know why? It's because they did something very bad. And so Jehovah is punishing them. Do you know the bad thing Adam and Eve did? Okay, now hang on. That's interesting because a lot of the time when I am talking to like a Christian or something, they they don't really blame it on God. They say that it's um, it was Adam and Eve's fault, right? It's not, they weren't being punished. It was just, they screwed up. And as a result of that screw up, now they have no option but to live outside the Garden of Eden. If God, I mean, God loves them so much that he wants to make the, the earth a paradise again. And he's willing to sacrifice his son to do that. But it's completely out of his hands at this point is how they depict it. They can't, uh, he can't let them back in the Garden of Eden. It's like, I, I heard it described once as, it's like a bread pan. Where if you put a dent in a bread pan, every piece of bread that you bake with that bread pan from then on is going to have a dent in it. Uh, it it's, it's, you know, analogous to sin, where sin is like that dent. And every child born to Adam and Eve, now that that dent is in there, is going to have sin. So there's absolutely nothing God can do, completely out of his hands. Um, it, it, it isn't a punishment. It's just an unfortunate side effect of the, the shitty system that God set up by putting... I'm sorry for all my Christians watching this right now, but it's, the, it's a result of a shitty system God put up by putting a tree, a poisonous fruit-bearing tree in with what essentially amounts to children. They knew nothing about the world, right? And God puts this tree in the middle and says, don't eat it. It's poisonous. Don't touch it. Don't go near it. What are they going to do? What is the first thing a child is going to do? Go look at it, at the very least. Maybe not eat it immediately. And then, and then, God puts... Well, okay, so uh, maybe God didn't put Satan in the, the garden, but he knew he was roaming around there. He's omnipotent and omniscient and all that good junk, right? He knew he was wandering around and, and prowling and getting ready to trick these guys. What did he think was going to happen, really? What did he think was going to happen? And now he's punishing, according to this book, now he's punishing them for eating this fruit. This myth is ridiculous. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Then a hard life begins. Outside the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had many troubles. They had to work hard for their food. Instead of beautiful fruit trees, they saw lots of thorns and thistles grow around them. This is what happened when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and stopped being his friends. See, the moment you start asking hard questions, like the moment you start asking real questions about this story, it falls apart. It's like, did Adam and Eve had be have uh, belly buttons? Because belly buttons come from the connection of the umbilical cord to the placenta, right? Did they have belly buttons? Because they weren't born. So, which is it? I mean, when you start really getting close and examining and asking questions, you realize how ridiculous the whole thing is. Spock's blood is not red, right? Spock is a Vulcan from Star Trek. His blood is not red. What color is his earwax? Like, ask hard questions about this stuff, like detailed questions. And it just starts to crumble. Uh, but if you do notice, though, like in none of these pictures do they depict a belly button. They don't even give it a, an opportunity to show a, a belly button. So, um, 
But yeah, why does Adam have nipples here? Why does he have those? What are those for? Why did God create this body right here, this this body for Adam with nips? Why did he do that? He didn't apparently he didn't have any plans for children because he didn't even have a mate to start with, but he had nips. What is this all about? Anyway, are you there, Crate? Can you hear me? Yep. Do you I'm have just, uh, some questions? Yeah, I was actually just gathering uh, the last of a couple questions here. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Here's one uh, from YouTube from okay. Andrew Harper. Um, he asked, did you ever question these religious children's stories when you were young? I find that when I think back, I just accepted these things as fact like any other thing that I learned in school. Yeah. Um, no, I never did. I never did question these. I just accepted them as fact, too. Um, I imagine mostly because, <clears throat> at least in part, because Jehovah's Witnesses so fully immerse their members in the life. It's not a social club. Like some churches are social clubs. You know, you go there on Sunday, you do your praying, and and you take your communion, and then you go home and, and live your life. But Jehovah's Witnesses just are just completely immersed in this lifestyle. It's, it's a lifestyle, not, not a social club. So, yeah, that's probably why. Um, and, of course, everybody around me believed it. That's probably why, you know, why you believed it, too. Everyone around you believed it. So we had no reason to question that. They tell me 2 plus 2 equals 4, and they explain it. And then they say, you know, Adam and Eve were the first two people on the planet. And that's all you need to know. So, yeah. Okay, here's another one from YouTube from Rainy Productions. Um, did your parents or anyone else uh, ever give you the birds and the bees talk? And if so, did they tell you to be abstinent or tell you about LGBTQ plus people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Now, my mom decided to read the, uh, I think it's called, I, I, I'm trying to remember, it was a red book. It was a red Jehovah's Witness book. Um, let me look it up, see if I can find it real quick. Uh, hang on. Young people ask answers that work. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, young people ask answers at work. But it was red. I swear it was red. Um, well, maybe not. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it was some red book that I read. And it was like the Jehovah's Witnesses' full explanation of all of that stuff. Um, and it was it had things in there about turning gay if you touch yourself and and... Uh, just really, really bad stuff. So, no, they were not nice about LGBT anything. Uh, my mom wasn't, and neither were Jehovah's Witnesses more generally. But, yeah, yeah, um, that's the book I read. My mom tried to study it with me. It was the most awkward thing in the history of ever. So, <laughs> anyways, any other questions right now? Uh, yeah, um... Let's see, we've got one from Oriax. Uh, he wants to know, what do you think of philosophy overall? Should it be mandatory in the U.S. curriculum? Philosophy. Should philosophy be mandatory in the U.S. curriculum? Interesting. Yes, it, it should, I think. Um, I feel like... All right, here's my thing, right? There was a lot about philosophy and logic and and uh, just all kinds of different things um, like that that I, I didn't know anything about until I started watching things like The Atheist Experience on YouTube. That is where I got a lot of the information that I have now about logical fallacies, what they are, and why they 
are fallacies, why they don't work logically, things like that. Um, and philosophical ideas. I got a lot of philosophy from um, Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens, and things like that. I definitely see the value in it, and I really, really think that uh, that it should be taught in schools. I mean, I didn't understand what innocent until proven guilty meant. I mean, on a really fundamental, deep level, until I understood what the burden of proof was and things like that, right? So, yeah, that, that seems so extremely important to me. Uh, all that stuff. But anyway. Um, so Glenn on the uh, Discord wants an AFO update. AF0. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, if you couldn't think of anything to talk about, that you might want to tell them about the game that she's been playing recently. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> she's doing pretty well. She's just chilling. She actually stays with her... Uh, her grandmother, Crate's mom, on um, on Sunday nights. Um, and then I pick her up Mondays after school. Although tomorrow is, I think, Labor Day, so she won't really be going to... Uh, I don't, she won't be going to school tomorrow. I'll just have to pick her up after I finish working. But anyway, yeah, she... Um, She's doing pretty well. I, I've been playing a game with her. I set up a uh, RetroPie. I, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but I've been a software engineer for the past, I don't know, six years or something like that. I've been in the field. And um, so I've always kind of played around with technical stuff. And I got to playing around with a uh, Raspberry Pi. And I set up a... Um, I set up what they call a RetroPie. So it's basically like an emulation station, for lack of a better term. You plug in, you know, PlayStation controllers or Super Nintendo controllers or whatever to this Raspberry Pi, and you can play all of these old games. It's awesome, actually. And I was always a big fan of Final Fantasy VII. So I started playing Final Fantasy VII with her, um, just letting her play it, and I was kind of walking her through it a little bit, just reading, like, the guidebook with her, you know. And um, so I'm sure some of you know what's in Final Fantasy VII. Well, I was thinking to myself, well, I played it when I was 10. It can't be that bad, right? My parents didn't realize what was in it. And then we get to the part where, like, I, you know, I'm looking ahead, and I'm like, he... You know, she's about to walk into Don Corneo's mansion and he is about to try to to, um, you know, make love to Cloud. And then Cloud threatens to chop his nuts off. Um, I should probably just play through this part myself for her. <laughs> so I sent her to bed because it was getting late anyways. And uh, and when she got up the next morning, she was in the train graveyard. So. I've been keeping a close eye on that. Like, I don't want her to, like, get exposed to, like, you know, things that are a little bit over the top, like I was, apparently. I mean, I, I messed with that stuff when I was her age. I, I had no idea that it was so graphic. But anyways, yeah, it's kind of funny. So that's what she's been up to. She's been playing Final Fantasy VII with me. Right now, we are at Junon Harbor, and we're about to get on the boat. Um... Actually, no, that's not true. We're about to uh, go through the parade. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the boat part yet, but that's not too far off. So, But I guess we have to wait now because she's with her grandma, so kind of annoying. But anyways, yeah. Do you have any more questions for me, or is that the end of it for the moment? Or <laughs> um, Well, okay. I have a few more, but I'll just go with, uh, with one more here that just okay. came up. Uh from the Discord, uh, stop being an Ashleen. Ask him if he knows about the game Doki Doki Literature Club. I know of it, yes, but I know... Um, yeah, I know a little bit about it. I know what it's all about and how it operates and all that good stuff. And it's an interesting idea, but it's not really my speed. Like, I'm not really into, um, I don't know, anime game. stuff. I don't know, general gaming stuff, yeah. 
I don't really play games. Um, I play retro games sometimes, really not that often. But I don't play any new games. And the reason for that is because I know if I start playing some of these games, I'll just never stop. Like, I don't, I, you know, I played StarCraft II for a long time. And it was really hard for me to break out of that. I really just wanted to continue playing it, you know, just over and over and over again. And I did. I just played the shit out of that game. So I know that it's in my best interest to not start any new games. Just I, I play one every now and then, Breath of the Wild or whatever. But when that's done, it's done. I just move on and continue working and stuff, you know. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the last one for the moment, I guess. Um, let's go to guests and see if I can unmute Solipsy Ray. Are you there? Can you hear me, Solipsy? Uh, yes, I can. How are you doing? I, I I finally get to talk to you. This is the first time I've heard your voice. Uh, are you there? You with me? You're lit up. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, cool. I'm so glad you got a microphone, man. Look, okay, so for the audience, Solipsy Ray has been commenting on my YouTube channel for like two years, right? Or something. So, like, some ridiculous amount of time. I remember seeing your comments before the Discord even existed. It's crazy. So, I'm glad you made your way uh, to the Discord. And I'm glad you finally got a microphone. I had to twist his arm to get him to buy a microphone over here. But anyway, so, uh, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious, or...? Still call myself Christian to some extent, but I'm more of an agnostic because I question whether or not God exists and whether or not if if it's valid. Uh, religion itself is okay, but I'm concerned that it could be abuse against people, mm. and that's something I want to avoid. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. Um, religion can be abusive, of course. In many cases, uh, you know, you find just regular Christians who are just trying to live their lives and not make waves and not cause problems or be abusive or anything. Just go to church on Sundays or whatever. And I think that's fine. Um, but ultimately, I think that uh, Christianity as a whole, in my view, really contributes to a toxic atmosphere in many ways. Even the most moderate uh, forms of Christianity. You, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, to make to keep this short, uh, mm. my parents attended church when they were younger. Different churches, though. My mother used to be a Baptist mm. who comes from France. I'm American, for some of you who don't know me, was raised Catholic. So However, you, my you, parents did not push church on me. Oh, no, they didn't. Okay, so your dad was Catholic, is what you said? Or... Are you with me? Yeah. Yes. So did you say your dad is Catholic, or did you say your mom was Catholic? I missed it. Uh, my mother was raised uh, Baptist. Okay, 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 got you. And you were raised Catholic. My my father never forced it on me, gotcha. nor my mom forced anything. She just stopped being a Baptist when she became an adult, but still held on to what I call Christian light uh, beliefs, but not you know dogmatic. Right. Okay. I mean, so kind of held on to like the culture and and things like that. Then. Yeah, but she uh, taught me to respect people. You know, uh, and my father was pretty uh, tolerant. So uh, you could be a Christian, but you respect other religions, other uh, viewpoints, and especially uh, gay people, transgender people. My parents never had an issue with that. That's good. I mean, it it seems like it's almost like a staple of uh, many Christian groups that they have a big problem with. 
LGBT groups and, and, and people and things like that, right? And it makes me wonder, is it uh, the result of the group that makes people feel like LGBT people are, are sinning or something? Or is it just, would those people believe that it was wrong anyways, whether they were Christian or not? I do wonder, like, well, I, I imagine that there's a split somewhere in the middle, and I wonder how it would, you know, how the dice would fall in the end. But uh, anyway. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just my parents were well-educated mm. to understand how human beings are, and 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 also they had, uh, I have a mild form of high-functioning autism, and they understood if there was a God, I was not born a mistake. Some right. fundamentalist Christians right. would assume that I'm cursed. Right. That's very interesting. Well, I'm certainly glad that you're here and uh, and and talking to us and everything. You're you're a really active member of of my community and of uh, and of the Discord. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me. It's been a long time coming. I mean, you've been here since freaking January, and, and you just now got a mic, so I'm glad you got on. And one of these days, I'll get in the VC with you and just uh, chit-chat and uh, and see what's going on. But, yeah, thanks for coming on, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? Uh, thank you. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I remember seeing messages from him, like, literally years ago i think he may be one of my oldest subscribers um but yeah that that's that's pretty cool glad i finally got to talk to him okay the next person was um stop being an ashleen wait a minute uh are you there can you hear me stop being an ashleen yes 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 i am here <laughs> you're a little bit quiet let me see if i can turn you up a little bit uh say something again yeah. There we go. Okay, that's better. So, um, okay. I feel I I don't remember if we've actually talked on the podcast before. Do you remember? Oh, we've we talked. We've talked. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I wasn't sure if we'd been on here or not, but I do remember that I have a whole bunch of fan art from you. And in fact, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up real quick while we talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. An awful lot of fan art. Let's see here. Um, stop being... Oh, my God. I have so much fan art. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> it's right here. Okay. Here's, here is one piece of fan art right here for the live stream audience watching. There's one. And then we've got Which uh, one? this one here. Yeah. Those would be yours. Those are pretty good. Runaway Little Slave. <laughs> yeah, I was inspired by like the uh you know how apostate is like slave. Yeah, yeah, runaway stuff. slave. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I I like that. It's really nice. So anyways, yeah, um like so tell me, like what religion were you originally? <laughs> okay. I was like Christian, but not really Christian mm. because we didn't do anything. Mm. We like we did Christmas and stuff, but like we never did anything. Right. We weren't. But like, okay, so recently I started going to church with my friend, which is a starter for me. Right. Because I just wanted to see what it was like. It wasn't. It was like only on Wednesdays because I didn't have time on Sundays. Right. And like, it's basically just Bible study. Okay, so it's just Bible yeah. study. Like, you're not doing, like, any kind of weird studying literature or anything like that. Nah. It was just, like, you would go into there and you'd eat because they would have dinner. And right. then you would, back behind the church, there was, like, you know those houses that they got, they made from, like, the trailers? The houses that they made from what? The trailers, you know, like the trailers. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. They have, they have those. Okay. And they would use those for bottle studies. Okay. Like the first day I was there, it was like we did this thing where it was like first 
they played like a game and then they would show us a video of the week and do you know what veggie tales is yeah yeah i know what it is uh it was the, the video of the week was a rap version of the veggie tales theme song oh my god that's awful <laughs> Oh my God! For those of you yeah. who don't, I'm sure everybody here knows what Veggie Tales is, right? I didn't get to watch it when I was little, but it's like, uh, just like Bible stories acted out by fruit and vegetables, right? Yeah. It's awful. It's like an animated thing, and so this was like a rap version of their theme song. Yes. There's like no limit to the level of cringe that that religious people will go to will is there i mean that is really bad like me and my friend we were sitting there and we saw this and my friend just sat there looking at me like this is what i have to go through every week and i look right. at him and i'm just like yes <laughs> right Ugh. What, how awful why though i mean so what religion was it like what um denomination or whatever um I don't really know. I think it's just like regular Christian. Okay, just standard uh, run-of-the-mill Christian, huh? Yeah. Um, I remember that what we talked about was um, there was this Bible verse where it was like Jesus met, like told them to go across the ocean or something, and they were on right. a boat. And I right. think it was Peter. He was on the boat, and he saw the things are getting really bad and he saw jesus and jesus was like come on to the water if you do not if you like believe in me and so he goes out onto the water and he walks like jesus does right and when he starts and like they all think it's a jesus is a ghost and so they're all like like freaking out and then they're just like <laughs> it's so weird because then they um, Peter turns around, and that means apparently that he doesn't really believe in Jesus anymore, and he starts sinking. And right. then Jesus pulls him up and is like, "Why do you doubt in me?" And then they go back onto the boat, and they are all praising him because it's Jesus. He was walking on water. Wow. Yeah. Is and that like a that, is doing, that a story in the Bible? It is, right? I think so because I don't know. I can't but, remember where it is though in the Bible. I don't know. It's, and the guy who was talking about it was hmm. like, "This means that you have to do what God tells you to do, or like you got to meet new things." Excuse me for a minute. My dad is calling me. Right. Yes. Wait, are you there? Did I lose you? Testing? One, two, three? I think I lost. She said her dad was calling. Oh, okay. All right. I couldn't tell. Okay. I'm well, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'll have to be right back. That's fine. I'll mute you. Later? Thanks for coming on. Uh, anyway, that's really interesting. Yeah, she was pretty quiet. A little bit hard for me to hear, unfortunately. But that that is really interesting. I remember hearing that story from, like, um, from the Bible where... I feel like Peter was walking on water and then he started to sink or something and Jesus said, why do you doubt me? Some, I don't even know. I don't know if that's actually from the Bible or if that's just a story that they tell kids. I don't know, but I I do remember something about that. Uh, kind of crazy. But yeah. Okay, so the next person I wanted to speak with was Wither... Get Skelly? Withers, uh, wait, Withers Skelly. Are you there? Testing? Withers Skelly? One, two, three? No? Sadness. Okay, I remuted Withers Skelly for the moment. Uh, the next person on the list was Shara S. Moss. What? Are you there? Hello? Hey, how's it going? Um good that's good um i feel like i saw you join the podcast on the discord like like 30 minutes before it actually started or something you were sitting in here for like a long time yeah um <laughs> you see it's because 
I have like five different alarms, and I was um, uh, looking at my cats trying to. We built this new thing outside, and uh, trying to get my cats in there. Okay. That's cool. Built a new thing outside, you say? Yeah, so um, I, I recently moved, um, and at my old house, we had this uh, outside thing where the cats could come and go as they wished. Right. And, uh, like, they had this big platform thing, and we basically made a cat tree outside. That worked good, but then we moved, so we built a new one, and um, my cats have been utterly terrified. Right. Yeah. Who loved it. Oh, that's interesting. So you said you just moved then, right? Yeah, pretty recently. How's um, that been? Has it sucked or? Um, no, it's actually pretty good. Um, we've visited the old house recently because we still own it, and uh, oh, nice. it's filled with fleas. Oh, so we... they're not nice. <laughs> yeah. So like when when uh we like we were not even in there for a minute. And there was just an army of black dots on my pants. Oh, man, that's rough. And, like, there's been no living organisms in that house for so long. It's just, like, they're all blood-starved. Yeah, how do they... I mean, I wonder how long they can survive without eating some living thing. Um, I imagine at least a couple of weeks. And even then, they'll find a mouse or something somewhere, I'd imagine, right? we uh did is they can survive for seven years in the floorboards really yeah that is i had no idea that's insane however we recently had an unfortunate event which had the side effect of killing off a lot of them Mm. and that was a pipe busted because there was no use of this house for Mm. like so that flooded half of the house oh my god that sucks that probably ruins the a lot of the floors, too. I mean, to be fair, it's a really old house that hasn't had much work done in so long that it, the floor was basically already ruined. Right. That's a shame, though, man. At a certain point, I guess you just got to replace practically everything anyways. and, and Yeah. It's probably more not- work than it's worth. Well, that sucks, though, man. I, I know that sucks. Uh, yeah, I, one of these days I'd like to like buy my own house. I don't know. I haven't really decided where I want to live yet. You know, I, I've right now I live in West Virginia, but at some point maybe I'd like to live in California or Washington or some Washington State or something like that. I don't know. Still thinking about it. Do you still live in the same area that you that you did before? Yeah, so um, I, I live in a city called Garnett, and, uh, like, we're not even an hour away from Garnett anymore. It, right. It's so close by. Mm. But it sucks because this is still a roller. This is still a bad area for being trans. So I haven't come out to my school yet. That mm. sucks. That does suck. Wait, how old are you? Um, 16. Okay. Oh, man, that is rough. So you're going to come out as trans to your school at some point? Maybe. Um, we're... So progress on that is that we have organized an event with Child's Mercy to um, start the trans stuff, like mm. um, hormone therapy and the like. Really? Okay. But so I, I guess mean... your your family knows then? Yes. Okay. And they're supportive, presumably. Yes, they are. Okay, good, good. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. That's going to be rough, though. So you just moved to this new school, and you're you're going there as your old, like the wrong sex. Is that right? Like you didn't come out to them as soon as you appeared there? No. Mm, that's Still rough. as male. Mm, that's rough. That is really rough. Yeah. So what's your plan? Do you have any uh, thoughts about it or anything? Um, well, you see, <laughs> our principal, uh, on the first day, um, he had this big meeting thing, and then he took off a shirt to reveal another shirt. 
um, shirtception, but uh, this internal shirt said, like, live your truth, and basically he was really supportive about the um, whole LGBT stuff. Oh, okay. Like, his his daughter um, married um, another female, and so that was cool, but he's supportive, and it seems like the kids in the school would be supportive, but I don't know about the people outside of the school, and so, you know, that's a big worry. Mm, like who? Like, um, what? Like the, commu- like the parents of the children. Uh, right, right, right. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That is a rough situation. I can understand that that probably would not be a fun situation to face. But um, it's going to be worth it once you finally decide that it's time, right? I mean, it's going to be yeah. worth it to, to be who you are and not have to hide that shit anymore. That'll be such a relief i know like i can't even i feel like i can't even imagine what that's like because i've never really had to hide anything like that before i've just always gone scorched earth and and been myself and it's really fucked me over a couple good times as a result you know sometimes the the best way is just to tiptoe around it and be real careful you know yeah, but I mean, it's made you who you are, and I think you're a good person. So right. I mean, we've been memeing you in the Discord chat this whole I know. time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've had it up on the wrong channel. Usually, I have it on the uh, Voice Podcast channel, but let me just pull. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you guys like like to meme me a lot on this Discord. So somebody photoshopped your face onto a crab. Yeah, and, and look, I've been photoshopped onto a spongebob just my face on every spongebob character yeah i saw that that was uh, yeah people I'll like memeing me yeah oh, turtle the movie of uh we watched a documentary called uh, last train home and uh in it the dad is basically you oh and yeah not, um he doesn't he looks like you he doesn't act like you right <laughs> that's but funny it was like, that is telltale. Yeah, I, I I do look really similar to like some pretty famous people, I guess. And I actually have the same name as some famous people, incidentally. Good luck trying to figure out what it is, everybody out there. But anyway. Oh, you've started this story. Yeah, I've started it. Um, well, the thing is, with my name, I don't want... I don't want my name to come up when people google telltale or i don't want telltale to come up when people google my name because i have a business with clients with whom i work and it could really really mess me up if these people found out if they connected my name to you know to like my youtube channel or whatever so i'm just kind of steering clear of that right now but I did just quit my job and go full-time with YouTube, so it's a little bit less of a concern now. I just don't feel like I'm... Like, every fiber of my being is screaming, don't let your name become public. Don't do it. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I I appreciate you coming on and talking to me uh, for a little while. It's been an interesting conversation. Maybe we'll get you on here again one of these days. It's been really fun, and uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, for sure, and good luck with the whole coming out and stuff, okay? uh, Thank you, and I will try to use that look to the best of my ability. Okay, alrighty, bye. Bye. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Like A lot of people sit on the list for a long time because it's like a really long list. I wish I could get to more people more quickly. But I, you know, I like talking to people for extended amounts of time. So I, I feel like I don't want to rush through conversations because it's entertaining and all that good stuff. So anyway, at least it's entertaining to me. Um, but yeah, so uh, great. Do you have any questions for me left by chance? Yeah, just one second. Okay. I just, uh, I just wanted to tell you that, um, some people in the chat were trying to guess your name, and they guessed uh, Josh. Mm. That is okay. not my name, FYI. That is the name of a person that I hate very much. 
that I, I... I just, I thought you'd enjoy that. I hope that this aforementioned person dies, so... Harsh words. I do not like him. Anyway, um... Okay. Yeah. Question? Um, Diver Girl from the Discord uh, asked what your thoughts on the flying spaghetti monster are. Um... So the the church of pastafarianism or whatever, yeah, that that's an interesting idea and an interesting um, goal. And they, you know, it, from what I understand, it started out as some Christians were trying to force their beliefs and their dogma and all their garbage down the throats of some school system. And some so uh, I'm sorry. So some guy came in and said, "I'm Pastafarian and I believe in, you know, the the spaghetti monster and his noodly appendage and all that." Trying to draw a correlation between the two, trying to make a point like this is absolutely ridiculous. You can't possibly push your brand of garbage in a school system. Um, and I think that's a worthy point, a worthy goal. But personally, I I think we need that, but I'm not personally going to take part in that whole thing myself. I, I'm glad that we have people to do it for us, but I'm not going to... It's kind of like the whole anti-theism thing, trying to reclaim the word anti-theism. Um, we need that, and I agree with the idea behind it. I agree that um, that religion is harmful to society overall. Um, and that's, that's just really the core idea. That's all there is to it, to anti-theism, that religion is harmful to society. But I'm not embracing that at this moment. I feel like atheism is a hard enough, um, like a hard enough, a high enough hill to die on. It's a high enough hill to die on. So I'm just going to stop here for the moment with atheism. Try to reclaim that word. Try to make it less hated. And once people move a little further in the right direction with not hating atheists so much, then I will move toward anti-theism. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Do we have another question? Um, Minestro from the Discord wants to know, are you ever going to do more Caleb and Sophia videos? Yes, I so need to do more of them. But, you know, honestly, Jehovah's Witnesses don't put out as many as you would think that they do. Um, I think they've put out like a hundred and something. And most of them are only like a minute and a half, two minutes long. Most of them are pretty short. So, and, and even some of them are just singing videos. There's nothing to really debunk. Some of them are just singing God's praises or whatever garbage. So I don't like, I, I kind of ran out of Caleb and Sophia videos. There are more that I could do. I, they're just kind of hard to find. So anyways, uh, I'll take a look around, see if I can find them. But I, I really do love debunking those. Those are actually pretty entertaining to debunk. Um especially with Alpha Force Zero, so, yeah. Um, do we have one right. more question, or? Yep, got a pretty good one here, actually, okay. uh, from Gorilla's Witness. Um, what do you think would happen if a private school of Satanism opened up? How do you think the public would react, and what would some of the repercussions be? Oh, my God. They would freak out. Um, honestly... <clears throat> There are almost no regulations for, for private schools. Almost none. I mean, I did a video on this fairly recently on homeschooling and private schools and charter schools and all that good junk. There are almost no regulations, so there wouldn't really be many repercussions. There's nothing anybody could do. You can teach pretty much anything you want in a private school in the U.S., so I, I think socially there would be a lot of repercussions, like people just losing their minds over this, uh, just unable to cope with what's happening in front of them. Just Satan. Just talk about getting God out of the schools by removing prayer. You're actually putting Satan in schools with, by doing that. So people would really not like it. But 
you know, I think it'd be a good counterbalance. Like I was saying before, I think we need counterbalances. Um, in the Church of Satan, I honestly don't have an issue with it, with um, with the Church of Satan, the Satanic Temple, or any other groups like that, uh, any Satanist groups, non-theistic Satanist groups. Because generally, they're just trying to push logic and reason and evidence just the same as atheists, usually. Not always, but usually. And... Um, and if we had a like a private school doing that, I would be all for it, Satanist or not. I don't give a shit. So, I mean, they'd get my funding. So, anyway, I, I'd really have to examine their curriculum before I sent Kylie to it, though. I'd I'd have to think pretty hard about that. I don't know. I just have to see. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, all right. It's ten o'clock. I appreciate you guys coming and talking to me. It's been really interesting. Been a fun time, and I will talk to you next time.